identification on the victim? Puzzle piece. But Jigsaw has been dead for 10 years. It's not him. Can't be. This was on the body. The truth will set you free. Listening to the Buzzed Kill Podcast. I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. It is episode 62. Welcome to the Buzzkill Podcast, the only podcast that has seen Saw, all the Saw scenes seen and Saw on the silver screen. Say what? <laughs> what? First time, bitches. In Cincinnati? I'm, I'm Mike. <laughs> I'm Jim. And I'm Justin. And, and I'm John. Hey, John. Uh, you know what's funny? I told Jen at, 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 when we were at the house. I go, hey, Jen. Oh, Jen is I, also here. Oh, hi, hi, Jen. Yeah. Hi. So we're, we're, we're doing a, a full, full room again. So we're at home. I tell Jen, I said, if... Um, if we do the intro today, and then and John just introduces himself, who the fuck does this guy think he is? Right. Third fucking week here, and he thinks he earned a spot after a year and change worth of work we've put in. Good job. This, know- mo- this motherfucker. Good job knowing your place, John. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I pause. Anyway, uh, what's going on, guys? Not too much. What's going on with you? Justin, how are you? Fantastic. How are you? Terrible. Hey, how, Justin. How are you? I won the lottery. <laughs> yeah. What? What kind of what? What? That's how I'm doing today. You weren't here. Earlier. I walked in. I walked in today, and apparently, I asked Justin how he was doing like four times, and yeah. I didn't realize it. I gave it him different funny. answers every time. Oh. Funny. <laughs> oh man, I got excited. I thought you were. Actually, I thought you actually. You won think the lottery. you would be here if you won the lottery? <laughs> I would. Fuck you guys. Well, he's got a really like sweet new shirt on. I thought maybe. That hey, was man. like a Gucci shirt or something. Cole's special, man. I really like that Red shirt. Thanks, man. <laughs> um, what's going on with you, Mike? Not How a you whole doing? Lot, not a whole lot, man. Uh, I'm I'm very excited. The Halloween's over. Um, I know. Uh, I know that what? sounds. I know that sounds crazy. Um, I'm excited that um, the 50 and two challenge really like took up a shit ton of my time because like every spare time that I had, I was just watching movies. Mm-hmm. And it's nice to be able to come home from work now and be like, oh my god, I'm not pressured into watching a movie to to fill like a quota. <laughs> it's very nice. Nobody's holding a gun to your head, Mike. I was. It is good that I it was. ended now, though, because now you have countless number of hours to put into the new Mario game. Well, there's the Mario game, and we have probably about 70 hours worth of shows on our DVR we need to watch. So oh, yeah. <laughs> there's, there's a lot to catch up on. <laughs> Yo, so now it's, that's basically another 50 and 2. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Pretty that much, sucks. Pretty much. So but, how you doing, Mike? I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> hey, what's up, Mike? <laughs> how you doing, uh, Mike? I, my dog died. Oh. That was like years ago. <laughs> also, who gives a shit? Not a big deal. <laughs> Chloe, Chloe was a saint. How you doing, Jay? I'm doing fantastic, man. <laughs> <laughs> Had a, a, watched a couple things this week. If you remember, since Stranger Things came out, I, I watched a half an episode. Yep. Oh, nice. So did you finish I, wow. the episode? You, I've seen through episode six now. Oh, oh sweet. <laughs> you can get caught up. Um, well, so finally, finally, had, finally had some evenings free where I wasn't just crashing immediately. To, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, coming up, we're gonna have to have Alex back on to mm-hmm. talk Stranger Things too. Yes, as we did for the uh, for the first. Uh, and once season. again, once again, Jay will be half an episode into Stranger <laughs> Things too. <laughs> uh, Perfect. What about you, John? What's going on? Uh, I just got back this morning from the upper part Prison. of the Lower Peninsula, visiting upper? my parentals. In what town? Uh, just north of Gladwin, called Sugar Springs. Oh, Sugar Gladwin. Springs. Yeah. Sounds, I don't know if you guys saw my. Uh, sweet. 
I don't know if you guys saw my Snapchat <laughs> earlier. It was very Silent Hilly this morning. Oh, no. So oh, there... was there a guy trying to kill you with a giant sword? Well, he was huge. He had a pyramid <laughs> on his head. It was weird. Um, no shirt. Kind of cold. A little nipply up there, but uh, no. When I woke up and looked Sugar out, Sugar Springs is a weird place. <laughs> it was actually his nipples coming out. His nipples were so hard. <laughs> um, but no, when I looked out their back uh, door wall because they're right on a lake, um, I normally can see clear across it. I couldn't see a third way across it because there was just so much fog. And I've been up there quite a bit and have never seen that. My dad's like, "Meh, happens all the time." <laughs> Meh. And then we pulled the dock out and uh, came home. Cool, 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 cool. Sounds exciting. It, yeah. was, it was riveting. A, it was a nice, relaxing weekend. I thought he was going to say he looked out the back porch and there was a puma just sitting. Puma? A puma. Because they're up there. No, there's uh, bears. Up there. My dad actually, on his uh, trail cams that he has for around his deer blind and all that stuff, there's uh, been a bear. A black just bear. Hang, hanging out around just, your dad's place? Just being a nuisance. Nice. No, out in the woods, not by their place. Da bears. Da bears. Da bulls. Well, cool. Right. So, how about you, James? How are you doing? Me? I'm fine. Same old. <laughs> yeah. I, I, by the time I get here, I never remember what I did for the last week. So, Dude, I don't remember what I do anyway. There's <laughs> almost no sense in asking me. Um, all right. So, it sounds like our last week was good, except for the fact that our last episode, we got a shit ton of stuff wrong. Did we really? We did. Ah, shit. Stupid! You're so stupid! All right, so uh, my first correction actually comes from a couple weeks ago. Uh, it was brought to my attention uh, through video. Mm. V- video. Through video? Video. <laughs> That's his new uh, French name. Video. Nice. Um, anyway, uh, so we talked about The Thing a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And we had mentioned what that thing? there... Um, the, the, the Thing. John, John Carpenter's Thing. Oh, John Carpenter. Yeah, okay. the, the, right. About eight inches. Jeez, um, John. <laughs> this is for you. <laughs> Thanks, man. Um, so we were talking about how there was a TV cut of that movie that was out there that had the narration. Yeah. And we were super interested in it. Yeah. Um, well, it turns out that that TV cut is actually on the Scream Factory DVD. Yeah. So you can watch it. We thought, oh. I, I had mentioned that it was lost because what I had read basically said that it was. <laughs> you ignoramus. Yeah, I know. They, <laughs> it's, it's Scream Factory, so they probably they did their due diligence and you know found it. So. Right. But but it is on there. If anybody's so you, interested, it is on there. It is not lost. You can absolutely see it. Probably on the Arrow uh, video release, too. That was the, they did, it was the European company that did the 4K release. I mm-hmm. believe that it's um, region... Uh, one for oh, us. Oh, the two. one that just came out? Yeah, co- yeah. There was ago. the Scream Factory one, the Arrow one. They came out kind of back to back within like <clears throat> a year of each other. But uh, so it is on at least the Scream Factory, possibly the Arrow one. Cool. Um, okay, so last week I said that Donald Pleasance was the only seasoned actor in Halloween, and the rest of them were all pretty much first timers. Mm-hmm. And I was stupid. Sort of. Well, you actually should have caught me on this because I have never seen it. Yeah, I'm a douche. Um, PJ Souls was in Carrie. Oh. Which was before Halloween. Yeah. So. I mean, that doesn't make her a seasoned actress. No, no, no. But my, I said they were all first timers, though, and clearly they're not. She's in another seminal horror movie from I think, that, that I think time. PJ Souls was in just about every horror movie yeah, of the 80s. She might have been in stuff before then, too. I didn't 70s look and 80s, it up rather. completely, but. I yeah. wouldn't call that a correction, though. It was just more of a. Well, I said it was fresh. I said it was just the first time. Something catch. Whatever. Um, that's the year. Uh, okay. Judge, judging by her scene, it was definitely not her first time, if you know what I mean, right? Right? No? Never mind. <laughs> I take offense to that. All right, go ahead. Um, okay, so uh, we were talking about in... Um, we were talking about there was a novelization of, of Halloween. Yeah. And then it explained the backstory. We started talking about Samhain, and then we started talking about Curse and this and that. Mm-hmm. And Jen, actually, the, the night... 
of the podcast, she comes home and she's like, yep, I'm wrong. And apparently it was not the curse of Samhain in Halloween 6. Mm -hmm. It is the, uh, it's the cult of Thorn. Uh, and it's this it's this big cult thing that they kind of made up sort of in five the, the symbol was on his wrist but like it was six when they actually dove into it don't they and, actually um, mention Sam Hain though somewhere well, in the they, in, is it two? two? so in two they actually he writes Sam Hain on uh, what was the gen? On the chalkboard in the school. Chalkboard in the school. He, oh. In blood, he writes Samhain on I the chalkboard. See. So that's where we got that from. Um, that being said, though, I, I did find out this little excerpt from um, Daniel Franz, who is the director of Halloween 6. Mm -hmm. And this is what he goes on to say. He goes, uh, um, Daniel Franz uh, expanded the Curse of Thorn plotline in which Jamie Lloyd is kidnapped by a covert cult who has cursed Michael Myers via the runic symbol of Thorn, which compels him to kill and also affords him immortality. Uh, Ferens had in part based the idea on dialogue present in Halloween 2 about the Night of Samhain, uh, during which the veil between the living and the dead is thinnest, the one time of the year during which Michaels became active and seeks out his bloodline. Uh, references to Druidism as well as Meyer's grand grandfather hearing voices, in quotes, uh, had also appeared in the 1978 novelization of Halloween by Curtis Richards. So I never liked that storyline, by the way, the whole, like, He's been granted immortality and stuff like that. I, I just it, thought it was dumb. It's the only thing, though, that if you're Explains. looking for an explanation for Michael Myers, it's the only thing that really gives it That's to you. That's the thing, though. Is um, I, personally, I don't need an explanation. I agree He's with just you. unstoppable. He just keeps coming it back. It does. Know? We did mention, though, too, that we're like, how do you just kidnap Michael Myers? But it makes sense. If he's only really active on Halloween night, then mm -hmm. they're really not doing anything. They're probably just keeping him in a room somewhere. Right on. He's not really active. Hmm. So, like he goes back into a catatonic state, sort like of. Like he was in prison. Right. Basically, hmm. yeah. Well, it's kind of what I'm. It's kind of what I'm thinking. But regardless of which, it wasn't Samhain. It was Thorn. All right. What else? Um, and then I, I said that I had mentioned that the movies were filmed in L.A. and that's not true. They're filmed in South Pasadena, hmm. California. Okay. That's it. That's it. That's all. That's it. All right. Well, um, so this week we are finally wrapping up our, our saw series i enjoyed this i did too but it's, it's uh, been it's been over the course of five weeks yeah but i've i've enjoyed watching them and i'm happy we didn't do them back to back because that would have been a lot of saw scene and you kind of got on saw, me saw, saw, you seen sauce <laughs> you kind of got on me at first you're like well, why don't we just do it three weeks in a row did, i was like because we will lose every single listener that we have <laughs> like all two of them so uh, we are wrapping up our saw series we did what we said we were going to do we went and we saw Jigsaw in theaters. At I'm least. proud of you, by the way. What? You made time to go see it. You're damn right I'm, I did. I'm proud of you. <laughs> I did. The day after my wife's birthday. <laughs> that was kind of her birthday. For <laughs> Happy birthday. <laughs> Bye. Let's go see a horror movie. She was, she's, she's an angel. She was all um, about it, though, let's be honest. She probably wanted to see it more than you did. Uh, in fairness. She was she was excited about it. Doing these now. Um, yeah. So we went to see it. Uh, me, Mike, Jen... Uh, Aaron and our buddy Brian, mm -hmm. not the Brian that we talk about on no. not this show. Bag Brian. Not douchebag Brian, cool guy Brian. Not fuck you Brian, cool guy Brian. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so we went at, we went to see that, and then tonight we're also going to be talking about the final uh, the final chapter, uh, Saw Seven basically, mm -hmm. that came out in 2010. And uh, whoa, Jesus. dropping Jason. Yeah, that that thing is. I <laughs> told you that bottle opener is really something. Floozy. <clears throat> um, so, so, this, so this week, Michael went out and grabbed from New Holland Brewing in Holland, Michigan. Another New Holland. Full circle, Kolsch-style ale. And it makes sense because if you have seen Saw 3D and if you've seen Jigsaw at this point, 
the whole full circle idea uh, really it, it's it's kind of the whole point of both of these movies. Mm -hmm. uh, Saw 3D wraps everything up from <clears> the original <throat> seven movies and it, it brings it. I think legitimately full circle because it ends in the same exact place that it began. Right. Uh, so that's pretty cool. Does it? And then yes, Jigsaw. Um, now, now, <clears throat> let it be known. We are. This is going to be. We're going to talk about Saw Seven probably with some spoilers. Um, Saw uh, Jigsaw. Though, Our review of Jigsaw will, will be, be spoiler, spoiler free. free. We like to. We're, we're, <laughs> that's, we're this is this probably the first time ever on this show that we're claiming <laughs> well, to do a spoiler free review, and we're gonna. We're gonna keep to it. So we don't we don't go see in theater line movies that we talk about because typically speaking we talk about a lot of classics and older movies because right. you know whatever. Um, when it comes to movies that have just come out though within the last week or so, um, we're not gonna spoil it for everybody. Yeah. We want people to go see it, so well, it'll be also, spoiler free. We're also sitting here with two people who haven't seen it yet, so it's... I don't give a shit about them. <laughs> <laughs> Screw you guys. So anyway, uh, yes, we're drinking full it's, circle cold style ale from what? It's ten twenty three, by the way, Jay. What's he, he was pointing to us. He like he wanted to know the time. Oh no, he was saying you were rambling on before we're trying to introduce the. I, I was imitating John, but I have a computer. I have a phone. I have a, another computer oh. behind me. I Sorry. have all these devices that tell the time. Michael, my, my wife was yelling at me, and I was looking at my Apple Watch, seeing why she was yelling at me. Ooh, Apple Watch, nice drop. <laughs> so for full circle, coast style ale. You're you're full circle. Full circle is a good shit, guys. <laughs> guys. Full Circle is a crisp, refreshing celebration of New Holland's belief in balance, biscuity malt character with a low hop profile and slight sweetness. Mm, it's biscuity. Oh, it's super biscuity. Now, this I, like the the idea behind it goes along with Saw, but why don't you try and work it? Because it's got a yin yang on the front. Why don't you Why don't you use your superior brain power to kind of work that oh. into saw it, it, the, the, the black side the black side <laughs> represents the first three saw movies that sets up basically the john kramer story mm -hmm. the white half is basically the hoffman story and they do overlap each other quite a bit and the each and circle, that's why those little yeah it's perfect nice right well done right good recovery all right let's give this a try wasn't even sexual <laughs> cheers boys <laughs> for once in your miserable life <laughs> I feel like I was just taken back to the beginning at the end. <laughs> Tastes like my first beer and my last beer at the same time. <laughs> the end is the beginning is the end. I remember my first beer. This pairs well with seafood, corn, veggies, and mild white cheeses. Wait, if they were cheeses. What if they're medium white cheeses? Would it not pair? I, I don't know. What if it was like I don't a, know what a, a medium, medium white cheese is. <laughs> what about like provolone? Food? Yeah, yeah. Would that be a medium yeah, white I cheese? I think so. Huh? What about land food? Land food? Land. <laughs> Not seafood. <laughs> or while listening to the band corn. <laughs> the rest of the things it are would pair land well food. With, it would pair well with corn. I, could, I would drink this on the Family Values Tour 2018. Or what about watching <laughs> James? James? Absolutely. The, the father of the show. What about uh, oh, drinking this while watching Veggie Tales and, with the kids? You know? And there's biscuit in it, guys. It's really <laughs> perfect for uh, Family Values. This needs to end right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm putting the kibosh on this whole thing. The kibosh. <laughs> All right, let's talk. Let's talk about the bleed feed. The bleed feed. <laughs> All right, let's get this uh, train back on the tracks, shall we? Um, <laughs> we got some. We got some news this week. Uh, I'm going to start off with probably my favorite piece of news we've ever done. Yeah. Uh, it, it combines like two of my favorite things ever this is gonna be lame 
No, no. <laughs> so we have news from the director of Jason Goes to Hell. Now, I love Jason Goes to Hell. I'm one of the few that actually do love this movie. This has nothing to do with that movie as much, as far as it is just some mythology that was made in that movie. That was it. Wasn't Jason Goes to Hell your first Friday the 13th That's the experience? only reason that I like it yeah. is because I have, I have a lot of sentimental value to it. But um, <laughs> What a loser. <laughs> uh, yeah, so the director of Jason Goes to Hell, uh, Adam Marcus, uh, was talking recently <clears throat> about something that was in that movie uh, that I had always noticed, and that is the fact that the Necronomicon from Evil Dead is sort of an Easter egg in that movie. Where it's, is it? Uh, it's in the, I think it's in the basement of the house, I believe. And like, it's on like a workbench. Oh, it's okay, on a workbench yeah. in the I basement. I think you've told me about that before. And um, I've always loved that, that you know, the, the little ode to it or whatever. Yeah. Well, it turns out uh, it's so much more than that. And because this is a canon movie and because this is how it was written, regardless of whether or not they actually like explained it or not, mm-hmm. Jason Voorhees is technically a deadite. What? This is my. This, I'm. I'm flabbergasted by this. I'm going to read you the uh, excerpt of what he had said in the interview. Uh, he goes, "I wanted to create a mythology for Jason in this movie because it had driven me nuts as a viewer." Um, uh, Marcus explains, uh, speaking specifically about Jason magically growing up from a small boy to a full-grown, unstoppable monster in such a short period of time, mm-hmm. between one and two. Uh, he goes, uh, she, uh, Pamela Voorhees, makes a deal with the devil by reading from the Necronomicon and bringing back her son. This is why Jason isn't Jason. He's Jason plus the Evil Dead. Now I can now I can believe that he can go uh, that he can go and change from a little boy that lives in a lake to a full grown man in a couple of months to zombie Jason to never being able to kill this guy. That to me is way more interesting as a mashup. And Sam Raimi loved the idea. Meh. Uh, Marcus continued, uh, it's not like I could tell New Line my plan to include the Evil Dead because they don't own the rights. So it had to be an Easter egg, and I did focus on it. It was a whole scene that includes the book, and I hope that people would get it and could figure out that that's what I'm up to. So yes, in my opinion, Jason Voorhees is a deadite, and he's one of the Evil Dead. It is absolutely canon. Hate that. I don't even care if you hate it. I, hate I that. love it. Nick I cannon? love it. <laughs> <laughs> It's, <laughs> it's Nick Cannon. He's going to be on Wild Now. Crystal Lake's got talent. So that uh, that that drum off movie is is also canon with the drum line. <laughs> drum line. Yeah. I don't know. I just think that, I just think it's fun. It's, it's, a, it's just a fun like it's, like, it's fun, but once again, you'll, it's it's kind of like the the um. But it makes the, sense though because the cult you have, of what the hell was it? Cult of Thorn. The, it's kind of like the cult of Thorn thing. Like, don't explain why Jason is the way he is. Just Fair. let him be. Fair. However, though, in the original Evil Dead, Freddy's glove. Is hanging up in the uh, that is true in the thing, and there was Freddy versus Jason. So this makes this whole universe totally connectable. I, full circle. I get it. Full circle. Full circle. <laughs> Cold style ale. I get it. I just don't like it. I think it's. I I love it. So well, screw you. Anything you having would. to do with Evil Dead, you're gonna love. It's true. You're not. You're absolutely not wrong. I think. It's, um, I think it's flimsy though. So Cameron Romero, uh, son of. George Romero. George A. The late, great George Romero. Uh, announced uh, this week Rise of the Living Dead, which is a prequel to... It's a prequel and a love letter. It's a prequel to Night of the Living Dead and a love letter to his father. Uh-huh. That this movie is going into production. Oh, really? Uh, apparently, uh, George Romero had read the script before he died, called it genius. Absolutely loved it. Really? It tells, it tells the story basically about how the entire outbreak came to be. 
Um, I have another excerpt if you want me to. Absolutely. If you'd like me to read it. Read away. Uh, many of you know that I've been working to tell a story for many years, wrote Romero. My dad read the script and he calls it genius. Uh, many have approached me about making this film and I've said no to many because even though I'm not a precious artist, this one is special, this one is mine, this one is my love letter to my dad and to his work. Um, it's really easy to say that your dad loved it after he was dead. <laughs> yeah. well, you're an asshole. Well, I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm saying. What, like, what if, what if he, what if he had this script and he showed it to to George and George is like, this is shit. And then he died and he's like, oh yeah, guys, my dad thought this was awesome. I'm gonna go ahead Green and say you're wrong. <laughs> just I'm gonna say you're the wrong. Shit out of it. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, love letter to my dad, to his work, to the fact that he was once called the most dangerous filmmaker alive, to the fact that the society in 1968 wanted to shut him up as much as they wanted to celebrate him. Uh, he goes, this one is Prelude Tonight, the film that created pop, the pop culture phenomenon that has inspired thousands of filmmakers from backyard or tours to $180 million features to the single longest running and most successful show in the history of television. That, I'm not sure that's true, but um, this Simpsons? one. Exactly. Um, <laughs> that was that was you looked at me like that well, was no, me. That uh, said Walking it. Dead is not him. the longest running <laughs> Simpsons show. I don't know why they can make that claim. Is that what they're talking yeah, about? Yeah, I think so. What else would it be? <clears throat> I don't know. It says it says longest running, longest maybe running it, and most successful show in television in in the history of television. Maybe it means like longest running. Horror zombie show? show or zombie Maybe, show? Yeah, I don't, yeah, know. I don't know. Longest um, running show called The Walking Dead. <laughs> <laughs> Not to be confused with The Talking Dead or Fearing the Walking mm, Dead. Fe- or, or The Walking Dead. Or The <laughs> Walking Wow. Wow. Um, I'd watch that. Uh, he goes, this one's been a long time coming and it's my absolute promise to all of you that this film will be everything it needs to be. Um, and this is the, it was, once upon a time, it was Short. called... <laughs> once, once upon a time, uh, this movie was called Origins of the Living Dead, I believe. Yeah. And uh, at that point, this is the this is the outline for the movie. Because Origins takes place uh, in the turmoil of the 1960s, just shortly after Night of the Living Dead, and explains how the original Romero zombie was created. In 1962, Dr. Ryan Cartwright was on a scientific and altruistic path to find a way for humans to sustain life in the event of death. Um, a huge topic brought on by the Cuban Missile Crisis. Um, and it basically just goes on that he created the ultimate weapon for the government and a curse that will plague mankind for the rest of the days. So it's again like a, it sounds like it's going to be biological, maybe, in in that vein. Right on. But um, I'm excited for it. That's kind of cool. Yeah, for sure. I dig it. Yeah. Um, and on the heels of that, um, Road of the Living Dead. We talked about this a couple weeks uh, back. Yeah. This is going to be the, the first of the dead movie produced by George Romero, but directed by somebody else who was the director of photography i believe on a lot of the other was it this movies. was wrapped before he was dead it's not made yet the, he was it oh. was in pre-production oh it was in pre-production um however that movie just found more funding and so it is absolutely moving forward cool which is pretty fantastic um all right what else <clears> we got <throat> here um um hey jen me and you had a conversation a little while back about a little movie called hocus pocus and what did you tell me about why that movie would never be made as a sequel? Why it would never be made as a sequel? Because the because the actresses did not want to do it, right? Oh yes, Bette Midler. Yeah, said she would never do it. So news broke today. Be- that's, that that's Bette, Bette Midler. That's Bette Midler's favorite role she's yeah, ever played. Bette Midler is pissed at the new Hocus Pocus because she has been championing for a sequel for years. Yeah. I swear to you, the last two years in a row, I've read articles that have interviewed her that said it will well, never happen because she does not. I don't think you know how to read. Swear I'm, just gonna, I'm, I'm just putting that out there. I mean, For the last two years, I've been pretending to read articles. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I, it's, just I look at the I look at the pictures up. and she looks 
mad in them, and I just assume that she doesn't want to do it. Maybe it's like she's whole... pissed. Well, Bette Midler is apparently pissed at this new t- only made for TV remake because she's been wanting to do it for a lot of years, and her character uh, specifically, and kind of the rest of them too, they're kind of they can be anybody. And yeah. She's very nervous about who's gonna they're gonna cast in the role, and it's she's gonna, a little bit pissed about they're, it. They're gonna I, we're I, gonna fuck it up. They're gonna make it into some horrible teeny bopper show. It's just gonna be. Awful. What was Sarah? Um, or movie, uh, Sarah, Jessica Sarah, Jessica Parker. Sarah Jessica Parker. What was her character's name? Uh, Do you remember? I don't know. But whatever. Um, the, the only way that I will watch <laughs> the only way that I will watch that remake is if they uh, bring Mr. Ed back from the dead and cast <laughs> Mr. Ed in that role. That- uh, <laughs> mine was a little more subtle. Well, Sir Jessica yeah, Parker's so. been striking out lately because they're not doing the original cast for Hocus Pocus and one of the main characters for Sex in the City said she'll never do another remake or another uh, movie and it just needs to let that franchise die. And she married Matthew Broderick. I'm glad you brought the Sex in the City news to the table. <laughs> hey, man. I'm married to my wife. That's all right. My, that, that'll interest my wife, too. I mean, too, it is so. horror. Horrible, but no. horror. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it works. It works. Yeah. Um, uh, Tom Holland's Fright Night novel, Fright Night Resurrection, has a release date. Nice. Uh, it's going to be in stores February twentieth, twenty eighteen. Let me just say that like Fright Spider-Man? Night Resurrection is a terrible name. Is that Spider? Are we talking Spider Man? Sp- Tom Holland? No, no, John. The Tom Holland. Well, con- considering cons- considering before <laughs> the show came on. Uh, before before we started recording, we were having a conversation about terrible names. I don't think you have much room to talk. <laughs> yeah, Michael. Mike's in the process of trying to name his new band. <laughs> it's true. It's and true. they've come up they've come up with some doozies. I'm not gonna say them. Mike and the boys. Uh, Night cunts is beautiful. Night cunts is one of the okay. Dad, uh, Dad and the dudes. No, it's it's fantastic. <laughs> Let's hope your band uh, no, um, Tom Holland was the director of the original Fright Night, and he's like a horror horror icon. If you didn't know who he was, no. anyway, though, uh, I'm just saying, have we had good luck with movies called Such and Such Resurrection? Though, I don't think so. I don't think that we've had good luck with that. So um, <laughs> maybe stay away from Resurrection. Isn't Resident Evil? Isn't there a Resident Evil Resurrection? Uh no. There's no Halloween Resurrection was a dirt pile, right? Ooh, Buster Rhymes. Um. Yeah. Wasn't wasn't your what what was your zombie movie called? Uh, Redemption. Oh, Redemption. Redemption's another bad one. That was also it's a pile another of shit. bad one. <laughs> <laughs> Big fight in the kitchen. Oh, <laughs> um all right. Uh what else we got here? Uh, uh, Halloween. We have some Halloween news. Yeah. Um uh Jamie Lee Curtis uh tweeted a photo mm-hmm. or posted a photo on some social media of her and Michael Myers from I'm assuming the set. And uh the Michael Myers mask looks fantastic. Does it? Very happy about that. At first glance, <clears throat> it looks, excuse me, it looks like the um, original one. Yeah. And I thought that's what it was. It looks like it might be a deviant, a deviation of that, but it still looks pretty, pretty close to it, and it, it looks, it looks good. It doesn't look stupid like do, a lot of the. Do sequels. we, know, do we know who's playing Michael in this one? Um, I think it's gonna be Corey Feldman. <laughs> I believe. <laughs> no, like four and a half feet tall. <laughs> that be just went in the total opposite direction from Tyler. Oh, I'm Mane. sorry. No, I'm sorry. Corey Haim. That's who it is. He can never die. Oh my God, Jesus, Michael, <laughs> just tasteless. That's. Uh, I'm just. You know, I give Jamie Lee Curtis a lot of props for laying down to snap that photo before she went to the hospital because her arm was cut pretty good. Yeah, uh, she know, cut right? her arm on the set. Uh, no, just like in the photo. Oh, okay. Gash, Guys. John. John's mind into the whole realism of this whole entire thing. <laughs> I mean, no, and to lay down next to the guy who's been trying to kill you. All this. I will say though, her white hair. 
<laughs> you like it? Silver Fox? She is a... Uh, well, silver, is it a Silver Fox, a dude? She's a Silver Fox. Ah, she can be a Silver both, Fox. Yeah, a fa- there's female foxes. A f- a f- a, is there a name for a female fox? Um, fox f- Lynx? Foxen? I don't Foxen? know. <laughs> she's, um, uh, she looks great. Well, um, no, but like she's... Yeah, so James, she's standing next... Jen. So she's standing... Oh, she's... It looks, oh, it looks good, though. Doesn't and she's giving a... Oh, my... Face. Mm, looks pretty good. I don't know. What are you talking about? I don't know if I like that. Oh, well, fuck that see. news, then. Apparently, it's not good. Well, well I, I thought it was, well, I thought it was pretty good. That's just, my, that's just my opinion. It almost looks like the mask from number four. Ooh. Well, I had mentioned Which the was... gen. It looked like a cross, kind of a smash-up between the two of them, oh, I thought. Look at that gash. Between the two of what? Yeah. Like at least between Halloween and Halloween 4. I thought I thought it looked like a pretty good... The uh, mask in Halloween 4 is the worst mask, though. I don't know. I like, We're just, just, just like... What do you think? We're just gonna go on record it, as saying it, this might be weird, but it looks a little bit like William Shatner to me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. What um, else we got? Anything moving on. Else? Scream Factory announced a whole bunch of releases this week. Uh, we're getting Behind the Mask, correct? Uh, collector's Edition, which is pretty pretty fantastic. We're getting uh, Drag Me to Hell, Collector's Edition, which I fucking love that movie. It's kind of like the spiritual successor to Evil Dead in a way. Um, and then also The Gate 2. Ooh. I don't know if you're a fan of the Gate movies, yes, but uh, yeah. I so uh, I think the first two are collector's <clears throat> editions. I think Gate 2 is not, but there's still going to be some new features on it. So take that for what it is. Cool. The art for Drag Me to Hell is stupendous. So good. Awesome. I have seen it yet. It's really, really good. Uh, um, real quick, speaking of uh, Behind the Mask, we did pick a date for oh, yes, yes. our screening. Uh, so do you want to announce that right now? Uh, or should so we? We'll in, do it at the end of the news. Okay, end of the news. We'll get to it. Okay, um, what else we got here? A couple more things. Um, writing and directing duo Dennis Widmeyer and Kevin Kolsch, uh, who directed and wrote a movie called Starry Eyes. This beer is named after him. Hey. Mm. Uh, Full <laughs> circle. They, uh, they, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, this is an episode. Um, they directed a movie called Starry Eyes, uh, which was fantastic. Absolutely incredible movie. They have been tapped to direct the remake of Pet Cemetery. Oh, really? Yep. We all thought Andy uh, Muschietti was going to get it. Or that's Muschietti. not his name. Yep. Andy Muschietti. <laughs> uh, we all thought he was going to get it because he really wanted it. Like, yeah. he, he had been kind of... He's got a lot going on, so maybe they just didn't think the timeline would work and they kind of wanted to capitalize on the whole Stephen King thing. Well, I guess I'm, they're probably going right into production for the second It movie, Yeah, actually, right? I just heard today that there's a release date for it, and it's two years from now. Yep. So they're going to be pretty much on that for the next foreseeable future. Yeah. Um, but I'm excited. Though. Starry Eyes was fantastic. I didn't see it. It was really, really I've good. always wanted to watch it's it. It's creepy. I, it's really it? creepy. Yeah. Um, so, I'm, I, so I'm okay with this. I'm okay with this. Let, it, let them do their thing. But I'm excited that we're getting a new Pet Cemetery. Yeah, cool. That's, that's fantastic. Uh, the Blair Witch Project TV series uh, what? is being developed with Eduardo Sanchez, director of the original. Really? Yep. Huh. Yeah, um, he had meant, I don't have it in front of me, but he said in a quote, uh, he kept like really focusing on TV show, TV show, TV show so much that it made me wonder if if the, the, the Blair Witch TV series is going to be about a TV show that sends people into the woods. 
and I'm not very happy about it. The Blair Witch. Wait, sorry. Like I, it's almost the, like the they, they send mo- contestants <clears throat> into the woods and they try to like scare them or something. Oh. I I could be completely wrong on this, but the way he was talking in his, in his you interview. You mean it's it's gonna actually be like a a narrative show, but it's gonna be made to look like a reality TV yes, show. Yes, I think sort of thing, I, and that's or? what I got from it. I could be very wrong on that. Like, don't quote me on that at all. Unless I it, hope it, I'm wrong. Unless it might be like a uh, what if it's what if it's like uh like Grave Encounters, where they're filming. A, uh, a a documentary could be and it's like a, that too. That would be kind of weird. That, like if it's if it's a TV show about a do, uh, like a, a documentary crew who shoot a TV show who are I don't know. This is all his, confusing. His quote. His quote. <laughs> I haven't like, read anything about his, it. So. Think, his Tropic quote was, Thunder. Huh? Think Tropic Thunder. Something I mean, like that. Sort sure. of. Yeah. yeah. Like his quote was basically. A, a dude. It's very much a <laughs> TV show. And that's all I can say about it. Like, it's the way he worded it. And it's like, oh, I really hope they don't try to do, I don't know. Yeah. That would be terrible. Well. Um, this is just disappointing. Jeff Goldblum's part in the new Jurassic World movie is apparently very, very small. Really? Yeah. And, and and he said, as Jeff Goldblum actually said, who knows, it might even get cut, which means it's probably only one scene. Why would you do that? But, the impli- but, but he also goes on to say that if it's kept, the implications of that scene could be huge. Hey, I don't know what the fuck the he's talking day, about, uh, but uh, life uh, uh, finds uh, a way. Full circle. I got. I got, <laughs> I got uh, nothing else. All right, my last bit of news uh, before going oh, back to. Uh, I know, right? Before <laughs> before going back to 15, 17 minutes of news here. Anyway, um, Nightbreed is getting a TV show. You're just the worst. Clive Barker is involved. What's the name of the city in Nightbreed? What's the name of the city? Midian. Thank you. <laughs> James, James. We were playing slash cards a couple nights ago, and Mike got that wrong, did, which is ridiculous. This is what happens when you let Mike do all of the news. I know. What a jackass. It's true. So they're doing a Nightbreed TV show, huh? Yes, apparently they're uh, developing a Nightbreed TV show, and Clive Barker's involved. Tell oh, us really? all about yeah. the cast and their histories. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's stretch this thing out. <laughs> yeah, we got another like hour and a half to kill. <laughs> All right, James. You want to take this last bit? I would love to, Michael. Thank you. Mm. Uh, so we finally uh, we finally have a date for our behind the mask screening. We do. Uh, we're waiting until after the new year because we got a lot of stuff going yeah, on. We figured I'm... give us some time. We actually we have to sell seventy six tickets. It says seventy six tickets yep. to to tip this screening. Mm-hmm. So that's a lot of. Well, we were, it's a lot of tickets, and we were originally going to try to do it in like the fall because we figured it was a fall movie. But we figured with that many tickets to sell, let's give ourselves a little bit more time to get the word out. And whatnot, yeah, we want to so. get some time, and uh, and we just figured after the new year it'll be yep. easier to do. So uh, January 9th, ninth, twenty eighteen, seven thirty p.m. We will be at the Star Gratiot AMC uh-huh. in uh, actually what is that? That's technically Clinton Township, right? I, I believe so. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Clinton Township, Michigan. 15 so, Mile and Gratiot. Yes. So if you're listening in Michigan, if you'd like to come to the screening, uh, this is the, the screening link. It's gather, which is G-A-T-H-R dot U-S slash screening slash 21887. That's the specific link that you can go okay. to and reserve tickets for this show. It's G-A-T-H-R dot U-S slash screening slash 21887. Uh, we'll also put up links on all of our all of social our media. Uh, social media. You can You're find. You're probably anywhere. going to get annoyed with it because we're going to post all the time. Yes, that is um, right. Yeah, and this this is one of those theaters that had the, the recent renovations, so it's all like the super nice, nice big cushy recliners, great sound yeah. system, and everything. So you get laid there. They got the yeah. bar in there too. <laughs> right? actually, you can per- get booze. They do. They do oh, have yeah. a bar there. Yeah. I'm I'm pretty sure that, that when I went to go see Happy Death Day, 
um, by myself the other day because I'm that awesome of a guy. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that there was two people having sex to me one seat over. Fairly certain. Sex to so you? So if that's your thing, <laughs> they or came, sex to they me. Came, yes. They came in and sat right <laughs> next to you and had sex? Like, and they just looked out Mike sure. and go... <laughs> Pretty sure, but if that's your thing. These, this is the this is the theater to do it. Did you get up and move one seat closer? <laughs> hey guys, that um, makes things awkward. <laughs> no, no. We're just leaning over and whispering. I might be that weird. <laughs> so, so anyway, yeah, that's uh, so it's Tuesday, January 9th, twenty eighteen. Tickets are ten dollars. Come on, yep. There's Come no on. reason not to go. Behind the mask, the rise of Leslie Byrne. Yes, it's gonna so be. If you've never seen it, you're in for a treat. Honestly, God, it's 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 one of those really underlooked kind of gems in the yeah. slasher genre. Absolutely. Uh, that should have had a sequel a long time ago, and for whatever reason. It's funny and it gets scary toward the end, yep. and it's just it's re- it's a really yep. super fun movie. So come yep. out and watch it with us. And, and just you wait. can if you've been listening to our podcast, you can come see our ugly faces for the first time. Yeah, we're actually gonna uh, intro it, I believe. I did take the option to introduce the movie, so so we is, we will be front and center. This is a buzzed kill production. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. Boom! That was the news. All right. So we're going to take a quick break here and we're going to come back and we're going to finish up our retrospective on the Saw franchise. Little Saw 3 Dizzle action. Good Little race. Jig Dizzle. Game over. Jig Dizzle. Sounds terrible. Jizz Dizzle. Uh, Throughout this, they'll see faces ripped apart with hooks, a man slashing himself into a bloody pulp, and graphic, macabre, torturous images that defy description. Saw numero seven. Saw 3D. We're there. The We're there. final chapter. Um, let's just start right off the bat. Um, why did they decide to name it Saw 3D instead of Saw Seven when every other movie in the entire franchise had a Roman numeral? Because it was the first one that was in 3D, baby. Um, that's your first indication as to how good this movie yeah. was. It really, really <laughs> is. Like the decision up front to name it something other than it's already separating itself. Let and us, not in a good way. First, first of all, because we're starting off kind of on a negative <laughs> note here, we've we've spent the past few weeks talking about the first six movies, yeah. and we've been saying, "Oh man, we just love all the Saw movies so much." Mm-hmm. Neither one of us had seen Saw 3D, the slash Saw, the final chapter since it came out. Yeah, we saw it in theater, we but ca- I think that was the last time we saw it. We kind of forgot about it, and yeah, yeah. I do love the movie because it's part of the. Overall sure. story in the franchise, parts but, of it that are fantastic. Like, there's certain like 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 aspects that are really really good. I really forgot but, how bad of a yeah. movie this is. Though. Yeah, it was the uh, sleeper doozy. It, the sleeper doozy. Sure. <laughs> it's just the, it's in the chat. More like the sleeper doozy. <laughs> it's in the title rather. It to me watching it again today, um, not in theaters, not in 3D. It was just one of those movies that it was shot just like my bloody Valentine 3D. Mm-hmm. It oh, was fuck shot. You, I love that movie. For, well, I love that movie. But it, but I'm it's... not that bored. You're not that lucky. And it was, it was just more of the plot was surrounded around the fact that it was going to be used in 3D effects. Yeah, oh, and, a lot and of the sh- a lot was. of the shots were specifically set up to give you that 3D effect, which never translates well when no. you're watching it on the small screen at home. Yeah, unless it, you have an LG 3D TV, which James does. Yeah, but... we still didn't watch it in 3D for some. <laughs> no, reason. I don't know. <laughs> oh, you got one of them there, thanks. Oh, I have had one for a long time. 
Oh, you just never don't have look at this to cool your house guy to hang out. No, we, cool. we 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 use it sometimes. We found out it's actually it's it's better. Like the 3D effect is amazing if you watch it in a mirror. You because I have that giant mirror hanging behind my couch. If you stand, is this the one that's in your living room? Yeah, that's been there for yeah for since I moved into the house. That's you didn't, you didn't, a 3D you TV. Didn't, you didn't have your glasses on. That's why you didn't know that the actual TV was in 3D. <laughs> <laughs> but we found out that if you stand uh, up and look into the mirror and watch the movie in the mirror, the 3D looks amazing. Yeah. So bring a tall stool next time we watch a 3D movie. Wait, so funny, Mike and so I usually just story. stand and watch James it. And the I, <laughs> James and I watched Jurassic Park 3D. Yeah. The, this was an after-convert, obviously, because it's an older movie. And we literally sat in front of the TV on stools, <laughs> like literally like kids in a candy store, just like <laughs> staring at this TV. With, was it was it Thatcher or Sadie swinging in the seat? It was next Sadie. To, I think was it was it? Sadie, yeah. Your daughter was it? Pretty sure. I think it. I think it was longer. No, it was a couple years ago. Uh, I think it was longer than that, wasn't it? It might have been Sadie. I yeah, don't it know. It, it, one of my kids was asleep in her <laughs> in in the swinging seat as we were sitting here nerding out over how good the 3D looked <laughs> in the mirror, <laughs> and we sat there on stools watching this. It was pretty ridiculous. Oh, you have tall chairs in your. Kitchen. I do have tall chairs. Yes. Um. Anyway. Back to Saw 3D. Um, yeah, we, we forgot that this movie really was not up to par with the rest of the series, unfortunately. Uh, yeah. Um, like I said, there's parts that are good. Like, there's parts of the storyline that I, I still really dug and whatnot. But, I mean, the acting in this movie, above all else, is just atrocious. The acting like, is it's awful. It's really bad. <laughs> I mean, yeah. um, you have, you have uh, it's, it's, of the actors, Tobin Bell's back. He's always he's good. He's always good. Yeah. Uh, Casas Mandalore was still decent he seemed like he was kind of phoning it in for this one a little bit a little bit betsy russell she kind of proved that she's really probably wasn't the actress for this role betsy russell <laughs> who plays jill like she didn't have major a major part in the other movies yeah and even even aaron said in like earlier uh in earlier movies she's like i don't really know if this woman is a very good actor <laughs> and then it really comes out in in this movie yeah. like yep. she's just not i I don't think I've really seen her in too many other things. I, I I'd have to look it up, and, but for this, yeah, not good. I, I I haven't. I know that. And and it's like you said uh, a couple weeks ago. Like once she kind of, once they kind of bring her into the fold and she starts being, uh, kind of more of an antagonist. Mm-hmm. She just doesn't do her character she doesn't, doesn't work. She doesn't do evil well. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, it, it doesn't work. So, it's, it's pretty failed. Um, spoiler alert: Carrie Elvis is back. Yes, we are giving spoilers for this yes, one. <laughs> for this one, yeah. Uh, Doctor Gordon makes his triumphant return yeah. since the very first movie, mm-hmm. um, and uh, he's back. and And I love Carrie Elwes, but even he's kind of bad. Yeah, like he's he's not good. Yeah, he's not good. Chad Donella, the guy who played Gibson, who mm-hmm. was kind of the new like young detective on the yep. case, that guy was just awful. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. he wasn't very convincing. He's like, oh, I'm gonna find it. He yeah. seemed like he was. He, play, he seemed like he was trying to play the hard-boiled cop, but well, one of the things that. One but of the like, things... but a, a, a guy that young, like, you're, I'm sorry, dude, you're too young to play the the hard-boiled cop. Like, sure. you look more like a rookie, sure, sort of. Sure. You know what I mean? One of the things that the series though has always done well is their cops. I've always enjoyed them. You, yeah. You, uh, you have um, Danny Glover in the first one. Mm-hmm. Then you have um, I can't remember her name, but the uh, the girl that took over. Uh, 
Oh, K- uh, uh, Carrie? I, uh, Carrie, yeah. Carrie took over. She was really good. She then was. Then you have the FBI agent. Uh, 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 Strom. Uh, Strom. He yeah. was really good. And then you have Hoffman. He was really mm-hmm. So, like, the Saw series has, like, a, a kind of a rich history of these really cool, grizzled... A rich history. It does. <laughs> like, of the, of these, these grizzled detective type characters yeah. that kind of work they really do work with the series mm-hmm. and they just missed on this one I understand the idea like the the young gun you know coming in and taking up the case and stuff but and, the guy just the didn't biggest, do it well and the biggest offender in this same cop uh, talk Sean Patrick Flannery I oh, like man. Sean Patrick Flannery he's 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 almost unwatchable in this movie yeah <laughs> no like <laughs> It's such a big departure from his performance for even the second Boondock Saints movie. Yeah, just, I love Boondock too, but whatever. It was, no, it's a good, no, I'm saying, no, I'm saying, it's a, it's a departure. <laughs> like, he was so good as that character in the Boondock Saints movies. Didn't he do um, Sean Clown from uh, Slipknot? He was in his horror movie, The Devil's Carnival. He was in that as well. That Sean, wasn't, that Sean wasn't, Patrick Flannery was in there? Yeah. Yes, I believe he was. Yeah, he was. That wasn't Sean's movie, though. That she was, He was in it. That I thought was he a, directed that. No, that was a Darren Bowsman movie. Oh, okay. This well, guy. Thanks for the correction. <laughs> Anyways, but no, it was it was it was really unbearable. It just it seemed like, I mean, he did do I guess a halfway decent job at portraying a character who was faking his entire life. I after mean, after the incident, I, I mean, you got to kind of give him that. Spoilers. Um, yeah, I suppose I suppose there's there's truth in that. Um, I don't know. I still think it was just kind of a flat performance, though. Like, he yeah, didn't, no, it was he very didn't really work for like it. a like a Pepsi that's been and shaken up sing- too much. And every, <laughs> and every single time he would yell. All I would hear was his Boondock Saints character yeah, every yeah. single time. It's like, when's Norman Reedus going to bust in and yeah, say it? Like, he had that, it kind of like his yell would break up a little bit at the end yeah. and it had that kind of Irish y sound to it. Yeah. Like, And he's not even Irish. So, no, is I'm, he, wait, oh, I'm Flannery. seriously waiting for. Is it Irish or Scottish? I'm waiting for Norman Reedus to bust through with the crossbow and save his acting. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Somebody got the better end of the acting in that brotherhood. I know. Jen, look it up though. Flannery is that an Irish name or a Scottish name? I believe it's one of the two. He's from uh, he's from Lake Charles, Louisiana. Louisiana. <laughs> I'm talking about the lineage, though. Flannery, I think yeah, is Flannery. I think is Scottish. Scottish? I think. Mm. I could be wrong. I don't Jen know. says Irish. You say Scottish. Oh, did you say Irish? He looks like such a pretty boy in his IMDb photo. Too. <laughs> like seriously, it he doesn't. Really, he really does. It does like not look like it. It's like David Beckham or something. Um. Anyway, so yeah, so it was just, it was a really big letdown. Like you know, we were we were kind of. Looking forward to this. The rest of the series had lived up to what we had remembered it, mm-hmm. and then we watched this, and it's just like, oh man, like the series really ended on a turd, and not just like a turd, like you stepped in it and tracked it around your house, kind of turd. <laughs> so you're really pissed off afterwards. <laughs> kind of like, like it's that kind. Kind of like when you cut your ankle off and track a trail of blood through the, you know. It is Irish. <laughs> Irish. It's Ooh, Irish. Damn it. Thank you for damn. stepping in. <laughs> <laughs> that joke, All right. Well, let's uh, let's let's talk about s- some of the things we did like about it then. Okay. Uh, I I like the fact that like Carrie Elwes, for example, they finally brought the whole movie full circle. Mm-hmm. Nah. Um, nah. Gosh. Nah. I'm gonna have another one. <laughs> There's only one left. I uh, grab me. Oh wait. No. My beer went full circle, so I do need a new one. Damn it. <laughs> You get Fine, you can have James. it. Um, I still have some left right here. Never mind. Yeah, no, uh, I do like the fact that they finally um, brought Carrie Ellis' character back then. I think every single movie, even when we were watching these when they were released in theaters, I was always kind of waiting for somebody from that first movie to come back in. He was always the logical well, there, choice. Well, there, there was always speculation, too, uh, because a lot of the things that, a lot of the traps that Jigsaw would set up had to do with, um, like, like, there would be, there would be, like, one one in particular is the Venus flytrap scene. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, like not just anybody can like slice open somebody's eye and put 
a key behind it, you know, like you'd need somebody with uh, like medical medical knowledge. And so there was speculation that Lord, uh, Gordon was in on it the whole time. Yeah, and there was a scene in one of the earlier movies that I apparently completely missed. I was waiting for it every single time we watched one of these movies. But there's a scene in one of the earlier movies where you see a figure in the background limping. Well, we talked about this yep. the other day. Yeah. It's actually the scene where uh, the guy who wakes up in the Venus flytrap mask... Mm-hmm. Uh, he's watching the video, and the the figure, the the hooded figure who walks toward the camera to grab probably the scalpel and the key, and then yep. walks back to him, is limping. And you said after we watched uh, the final chapter the other night, you're like, I kept I kept looking for this like this sign that Gordon was still around. And I said, Well, it was back in Saw Two, because they had yeah, it was way, which, I which it, just goes which just goes to show another thing like they. They purposely had that character all the way in Saw 2 back then limping yeah. because they knew that they were going to bring it's, Gordon back the, at it, some point. And if there's one thing that I do love about this movie, though, it's it kind of continued in that same writing style to where it's bringing stuff back from way earlier movies. And it ties, it ties up some loose ends and stuff. It wasn't as intertwined as some of the other movies. No. Um, no. But but in all fairness, though, they knew it was going to be the end, so they couldn't keep setting stuff up. So they kind of you know, they had to wrap it up. I get it. Right. But... Um, but yeah, it, it uh, that was my favorite part. I think is the fact of the inclusion of Doctor Gordon, and like I said, it really brought the, this first original series uh, to a nice close. It, it, it kind of they still left some things open for future. Well, I was I was but. reading earlier, and apparently uh, there was a plan at some point in time to make an eighth installment, and they ended up ending on seven because basically six and seven had. Uh, you know, waning yeah. profits at, at the box office. So I also read somewhere. Oh yeah, because I want to one up you. Is that in the very first Insidious Shut movie? <laughs> like how he's trying to convince <laughs> us that he can read. In the very first, that's Jen. In the very, in the very first Insidious movie, um, there is a little saw uh, doll face, mm-hmm. jigsaw doll. Is uh, it's scribbled somewhere on it's like on a the, wall or it's something? It's on the chalkboard. Or on the chalkboard, and there's the a teacher. number eight underneath it. Right. And so they, they, it was basically saying, even way back in 2010, Saw Eight was going to be was going to be the last one, and this movie came out in 2010. Mm-hmm. So they were planning on a, la- a last, <laughs> which is weird because Lee Winnell hasn't written the movies since Saw Three. Right. So it's a little bit weird that they well, put that in there. But. You gotta. I mean, like the writing teams who came, uh, Dunstan and uh, 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 Melton. Melton. Like yep. they came in and they they did their due diligence. They oh, sure. they did the research on the story. I'm sure they probably even talked to to Lee Winnell a little bit, and they had James Wan probably at their disposal to, to pick their brains as far as where to go with the writing and stuff. Um, yeah. Which that's, I actually I, that's just that's just me. I, I'm just of, assuming that, but. I well, have to imagine. Yeah, speaking of Patrick Melton and Marcus Dunstan, I forgot they did this movie. I thought they only did the uh, the second three in the uh, in the uh, so four, five, and oh, six. Oh, you thought that Dunstan I... had checked out? <laughs> <laughs> right? Oh, full circle, James. <laughs> That's not really full circle. It's just what, what was that stupid movie about a monkey? Dunstan checks in. Dunstan checks in. <laughs> Good day, sir. <laughs> Um, I forgot they did this movie though. I thought they only had done four, five, and six. I completely forgot they did this. And then uh, it was directed by Kevin uh, uh, Gruter. Gruter, yeah, or Gruter or something. I, I can't like say it. his name. Yeah. Um, and he did the last one. Mm-hmm. So and he was and he's been with the series I think for a long time doing other stuff. So he was very much in the family. Oh, he he directed Jigsaw as well. Oh, did he? Yeah. Oh no. Yeah, he no, came he back. The, Spie- he... the Spiegel brothers did. Mm. Oh, I'm sorry. He edited Jigsaw. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I was gonna say. Um, 
but uh, anyway, though, yeah, uh, I so everyone involved was involved in previous, you know, fran in previous installments, but this one, like even the writing, though, it felt a little bit lazy. Like, um, everything about this movie kind of felt like it's the last one. We don't really want to do it, but we signed on for it. So let's just let's just do it. We only have a year. It and they kind of lazily it, wrote it. It hey, just seems like they added the they had the main storyline with Sean Flannery's character, and then it's like okay. So this was what it was seven was supposed to be, but let's all let's tie in wrapping up what we were going to do in eight. Could be at the same time. That's what I got out of it. Before it we well before we be. move on, I'm looking at um. Oh wait a minute! I'm looking at Kevin Gutierrez, uh I'm, IMDb right now. He directed Saw Six as well. Oh, did he? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Mike, yeah. What were you saying? Yeah, no. On the heels of that, actually, um, yeah. When we do the when we talk about these movies, we do our best to kind of look up trivia and whatnot, so we know what we're talking about. One of the things that I came across is actually that. Um, this was, and you're, and John's right. There was saw eight, was, saw seven, and saw eight were supposed to be a two part movie, mm -hmm. one story, two movies, two parts, kind of uh -huh. like the it movie or whatever. Um, and the first part, uh, which would have been saw seven, was supposed to end with the reveal of Doctor Gordon, and then the eighth movie would be the rest of that story. So you're absolutely right that they probably took those, or they did take those two ideas, smashed them together into one movie. Which could be why it felt a little bit disjointed and lazy because they had to cut so much out. Well, yeah. So they're kind of left with because highlights like, and that's print. there's nothing else to it. Look at the very first kill scene in that movie. It's just people walking by and there, there's oh, the three God. kids. That was so out of place. Yeah. They don't revisit it. They don't show anything well, happening with it. Oh, in the, gla in another, the, in so the glass in, box in the, in the motion. Middle, yeah. another, <laughs> product, another product of, of our doing the research is there was a part of probably in the original script where it shows Tobin Bell's character of John Kramer in the audience with somebody next to him who would later reveal to be Dr. Gordon. Oh, really? And so that, Watching that. So, I didn't, I didn't so, that, so that trap and the original idea took place a long time ago. Yeah, because it just, it didn't, it just literally was like, no. oh, hey, it's another Saw movie, let's just have a really gruesome, like, uh, right, start off with a bang. Well, that's just the idea that it was so public. Like, he yeah. had never yeah. done anything like that How before. How would you set that up? And, and, and exactly. the idea, too, the idea, too, like, his whole, the reason he does things, it's not for publicity. It's, no. it's because he's he thinks that he's teaching these people an important lesson about cherishing your life. Like, why would he just... I, I get like if you sh if you set this up in the middle of a of a of a plaza like that and and showed it to the public then everybody would be like oh shit I need to shape up yeah I get that but that it just doesn't it it seems to go against no, everything what it that shows he... is two guys willfully killing a woman well, yeah. it just it <laughs> seems like it shows it, it, I honestly thought it was going to be like when they did one of the the first I can't remember if it was three or four when they start running into the impersonators like oh your blade was inferior your oh, oh that man. was that was Costas, wasn't it? Costas Mandalore. Yeah, wasn't it? Wasn't no, it was him though. He set the um, the pendulum up. Yeah, he's like yeah. it was inferior. Like that, I thought that was gonna be another knack at like so. Okay, somebody's impersonating Hoffman, Jigsaw. By the way. Yeah, or Hoffman. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I thought it was gonna be like okay, you you fucked up. You do, you know I would never do this in public. So why oh. would you do it? Like basically putting on a show that like, oh this looks like Jigsaw, but it's another guy. That yeah. would make it even like lazier. That would make well, yeah. it even lazier writing because you'd just be like recycling an idea that but you that's, had. But that's where mine mine was going mm -hmm. that far into the movie because they never talked about it. They never referenced it. Yeah, they really never no, went back to just, it all, did they? It's it's oh oh she's dead. Okay, because, and, 
They don't yeah, even well, show the two guys. Probably because it was part of that original script that had a little bit more uh, explanation when it showed them in the crowd. Right. And they just kept it because it was a big, good opener. Like, And that was it. it that, just that's was part so of the lazy part of it. One, yeah. One thing I caught. It was caught, just like, oh, uh, well, I guess we'll keep that. Uh. One thing I caught in that scene is uh, there's uh, when the two guys decide that they're going to kill her instead and save themselves. Once she gets, she, once she starts getting sawed in half, uh, they cut to a shot of the crowd, and everybody in the crowd is like, "Like, oh, oh my god!" And then there's one dude just laughing hysterically. <laughs> <laughs> and one dude even had a flip phone out recording. <laughs> like a uh, what the hell was the phone that everybody a razor? No, it was a. It looked like a Samsung flip. It had a little retractable antenna. <laughs> it looked honestly, it looked like the model, the first cell phone model I ever had, which did not have a camera. <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't know. This was uh, also uh, as far as um, as far as the looks of the movie too. This was another one that just had that really polished look. And also, yeah. well, this was the first one too that we decided to watch on Blu-ray, which I wish that we wouldn't ha- have. Kind of. Yeah. Bother me. My TV looks too good with Blu-ray. Like it, it, <laughs> it just looks like one of those really fake graphic, like almost kind of animated. Well, I, I it, it looked like a it looked like a TV show. Like yeah. it looked like we were watching an episode of like one of the the Marvel TV shows or something. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I don't know. It just looked. Yeah, it, it didn't um, look right. I don't know. So so we're talking about how we didn't like that trap, whatever. But there were some other really good traps. I actually really liked the trap that um, a one. Lincoln Park front man was in. <laughs> oh, yeah. Too soon. Yeah. Too, soon. I mean, too soon. Too soon. We're kind of... They, they, they predicted this, but... Oh, jeez. Uh, <laughs> wow. Jerk. That was wow. too soon. I actually... I like this trap. If you've never seen it, uh, it's in like a, a junkyard or whatever, and there's four people, and they're all kind of strung up in separate parts, and uh, Chester Bennington is in the driver's seat. Of an El Camino. And he's, and, of an El Camino, and he's literally super glued to or whatever cement glued to a seat and yeah. you basically rip his skin off to, to pull forward to pull a switch so it stopped the whole thing what i love about this is that i'm gonna get this name wrong so and i know you know it so correct me but it's kind of like a rue goldberg puzzle R- rube 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 goldberg, goldberg. Yeah. it's kind of like a rube goldberg puzzle because yeah. everything kind of runs into like the next thing well because it's he kind does, of fun <laughs> he has to pull uh, he has to rip his skin off which the the makeup on this was pretty sweet because as it he was, started yeah, to yeah. pull his skin off, you could see the muscle underneath yep, and stuff. Yep. So he basically had to pull his skin off to reach this lever to stop the engine. If he didn't stop the engine, his girlfriend was right underneath the back tire. So it would drop down on her face, skid on her face, and just demolish her head. Then there was a guy chained yep. to the to the bumper. And as the car sped forward, it ripped his arms and his jaw <laughs> off. And then there was another guy in front of the car that would get... Chained by to the door. Yeah, chained to the door that would get hit by the car as it was speeding through. And then to cap it all off, it, it went out, in, out into the junkyard, hit another car, and Chester went flying. <laughs> it was yeah. it was, it was kind of like a really nasty Rube Goldberg sort of Can thing. Can you say that Chester Bennington's character stepped one step closer to the edge? <sighs> and, wow. and, and he broke? Wow, you're stupid. <laughs> On the heels of that, though, I think I do. I, I like that trap, though. It was it was it was kind of a cool idea. I've never we haven't seen that kind of Rube Goldberg like uh, configuration in traps. Yeah. So that was that was pretty cool. Was I pretty cool. I did like because in this uh, so with um, Sean Patrick Flannery's char- his character was named Bobby. With his setup, it was he was working his way through a warehouse and he had to save like his publicist and his manager and his lawyer. 
and and then eventually get to his his girlfriend at Why? the end. Uh, real quick, before you before you continue, the reason that he has these, I'm not sure if we talked about it or not, but Sean Patrick Flannery is basically posing as a survivor of Jigsaw, and he made up this big story, wrote a book to he's cash big, in on it. He's this big figure, but he's completely a fraud. That's why he's getting put through, you know, all these things. That's why his publicist is there, his manager, right. and this and that. And I kind of, I kind of, I did like the the traps were a little bit redundant because he kept using basically just like sharpened metal tubes to kill everyone. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess just two Ish. people. Well, but still, it was still more than a show. It was more than just that, but uh, I, I liked that he worked in the um, speak no evil, hear no evil, see no evil. Yeah. Uh, theme. That was cool. Because um, so there was he he came to his publicist first mm -hmm. hers was speak no evil so she had the like the the key down in her stomach which i'm sorry there's no way to survive that trap no there is no. absolutely zero way you're surviving you can't pull that. a fish hook all the way out from no. somebody's stomach I, i'm a fisherman okay if a fish swallows a hook that, sh that bitch is gone yeah <laughs> she gone he's dead <laughs> she, she, i told you she dead <laughs> yeah it's the the way they set everything up and the it's it's they don't reference it towards the end that it's actually the same insane asylum, empty insane asylum. They, when he goes, I I will no longer keep anything from you. That's where everything has been. Wait, what? Wait, what? Where where Bobby's going through? Yeah. That mm -hmm. that building is an an old abandoned asylum. Yeah. Remember when Gibson figures out? Oh, it's an old asylum. If you look back, that's where everything has been. There's just not this many abandoned buildings in whatever city this is in. But they found that throughout the rest of the movies. That, no. Yeah, I don't, I think, don't think it's the same building because no. they they had come across his other because in in like uh, four and five, Strom yeah. and Strom ends up in the building from three. At he, the at the end Jigsaw of four, pretty and much then leads the cops to the building every single time for yeah. the most part. Yeah, I don't think it's so. The it's same not like place. A, it, it's not like a, a hidden okay. place. Or anything like that. I think we're just supposed to believe that John Kramer has millions of dollars in combined. <laughs> I mean, there are some of the, like, you know, like. Um, well, he does talk like, in the first one. His first building was named after his son, so it, right. it leads you uh, to believe he does have other buildings. Well, like that he's multiple abandoned properties. Saw, yeah. saw one and saw two take place in the same building. Yes. Uh, saw three and saw four take place in the same building. Mm -hmm. Saw five. Uh, I think that kind of stands alone. Right? I think so. And then Saw uh, 6 yeah. was in the zoo. And 7. Yeah. He zoo. Saw 7. That, that, the zoo still floors saw me. Saw 7 at the end, he does drag him back to the original. Because he lost He does him. bring him back there. Well, and Jigsaw even says on Saw 7, I want you to, to bring them back to somewhere where you're very familiar with. Yeah. This is somewhere that this is the last thing I've been keeping from you. Yeah. This is the room. And then he takes the saw and it's like, nah. Why can I not? I don't know what you go. Who says that? Jesus. Who says that? Sorry, Jay. Hello. I hit my <laughs> microphone, my beer. Sorry. Um, uh, Jigsaw in the recording that gets dropped off to uh, Gordon yeah. in the sixth movie. Uh -huh. At the very end, Jill drops off a package. Everybody kind of assumes it's the Gordon, and, and it is. Yeah. And it's when he's watching it, he's he's talking and he's he's telling him basically like I'm no no longer going to hide any secrets from you. Um, just what you know, if anything happens to Jill, then I want you to can you know. Oh, and he takes Hoffman back to the yeah, bathroom. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yes. All right. Yeah. Okay. I was lost for a second. Yeah. I'm sorry. I want um, you. I want you to. I want you to take most, him somewhere where you find most familiar. You're my most yeah, vital yeah. asset. Yeah. Gotcha. Yada, yada. So, right on. I mean, they did. They think they did a. On a positive note, they did really good setting that up and the, room to room. The story itself was. The story itself was pretty solid. It was just execution and acting. It was the execution. Yeah. The the acting. Like yeah. I. I just. I don't know. Overall, it was kind of a dud. There's, but there's, I like it for what it was as far as 
what it does with the story of of Saw. I I I, I got to bring up two more things. Okay. One positive and one negative, and it has to do with the traps. Mm-hmm. The lawnmower trap was fantastic. The lawnmower? Oh. Where they're hanging the above a, a pit of, like, 20 lawnmowers upside down. I love it for two reasons. A, it's gnarly as fuck. And B, it's legit. Like, like that, that's the kind of trap you would expect from the first Saw movie. It's very crude. They're just lawnmowers yeah. flipped upside down. Like, you can absolutely see somebody pulling that off. Mm-hmm. I like that. You know, it's not this big extravagant like thing that's out of the realm of possibility for even John Kramer to make. Right. It's, it was a very low key kind of just gnarly trap. Like it was, and I'm terrified of lawnmowers. Like, well, not like I, mean, I cut my lawn, but like I'm like the underside of a lawnmower is terrifying. Like I like I never if that thing's running, dude. I don't want any of my appendages, especially my giant. No, right. well, uh, <laughs> you're probably. Feet. Talking about my feet. Uh, next, I, I'm guessing that I'm guessing you're with every other person in the world on that one. Who would want any of their appendages by oh, a running? I'm just board? saying. Yeah, I'm just saying. Like, that's what makes it terrifying, though. Is I think everyone's been a little bit afraid at one point in time. They're cutting the lawn or whatever, and like they're not paying attention or whatever. And you get really close and you pull your foot back and you're like, oh shit, that was yeah. you know. Well, the first time it's happened to everybody. The first time I saw that one, I was like, well, you, you drop down on a lawnmower. Like, yeah, you, if you drop feet first, you're gonna. It's going to hit your feet, and that sucks. But then I didn't take into account that once you fall and it hits your feet and cuts your ankles, you're going to fall forward yeah. <laughs> into more lawnmowers. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's Mul- a pretty cool Multiple lawnmowers. Trap. Yeah. Um, and the other one is at the very end, there's this um, There's a storyline built around uh, Sean Patrick Flannery's character where what he's telling everybody he had to do was basically put these giant hooks through his chest and then hoist himself up through, to, through his pectoral through muscles. Through his pectoral muscles. And then hoist himself up on like a that, that chain apparatus a with cars with a winch, yeah. yeah. Um and and he so he's telling the story and at the very end Jigsaw puts him through that that very task. Right. And he gets to the very top and the hooks rip out of his chest. False. And it would never happen. No. Anybody who has seen like any kind of like freak show or um, or, or, or human mobile kind it's of people, thing, or people who do the suspensions, yeah, yeah, yeah. body suspensions, or whatever. Like, um, like, like yeah, you, you know that doesn't happen. Yeah, like, you don't the, even the human have to. Skin is ridiculously resilient. Yeah, you don't even have to, because he actually went through his pectoral muscles. There's no way that would ever tear. No, you no. and and even if you didn't go through your pectoral muscles, if you just go through the skin, that's not going to tear either. No, and they also when the hooks went in, I understand it's for dramatic effect. They showed so much blood when he was putting them in, and and that also doesn't really happen. There's a little bit of blood, but like, I've seen. I, I'm kind of fascinated by these human mobile things, and like. I saw I've watched a lot of videos on them, and they don't bleed though. Like when they put the hooks in, it's gnarly. Don't get me wrong, but like. You don't bleed that much because yeah. you're you're kind of opening and closing the wound as you put the hook through. Yeah, as long as the hook is, hook stays yeah. in there. Yeah. So you're of... not gonna spray blood anymore. Yeah. Well, if you went right through the muscle, it might like he did it supposedly. But I remember, I do remember when I saw this one in uh, <laughs> in theaters. John's just rooting Everybody around. Everybody needs a fucking beer. <laughs> um, when they when they did that one in theaters, that last trap, like the uh, like the crematorium thing that closes on his girlfriend. I was like, wife. This, this is, or his wife, whatever. Like, this is where we've really, where you've really lost me. Because that, that's a, that's a huge apparatus. Uh-huh. A very, like, even though it looks pretty simple, it, that would be a pretty complicated thing. And it's like, it's so much steel put together 
that just yeah. uh, there's like there's no way there's like it was it was that yeah, barrel was, that she that ends up around her it's got to be like four like three or four tons of steel that's you know the what kind I mean? of tech though too like when it closes up around her it's the kind of tech that you see in a transformer not in a saw movie mm-hmm. <laughs> you know like, and it's just she goes from like fine 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 all of a sudden hair all burned off and skin melting off there really wasn't much of a that would be a terrible way to go though oh, fuck being yeah. raked Ugh. just yikes mm. it really bothered me that she died period because the whole point is that you're supposed to have a way to save yourself and she did nothing wrong she was the only innocent one well that, no, that goes she, she that, tried to kill hoffman i suppose that goes but that was on his orders so who tried to kill oh no i'm no, sorry no. i'm sorry i'm thinking of jill yeah, i don't know no, why she's talking uh, about yeah, she's yeah. talking about joyce i You're think right. that uh, so another an innocent died which is completely against well Jigsaw's. that goes back to what we yeah. we've been saying uh like once patrick melton and marcus dunstan took over they kind of threw that whole idea to the yeah. wind that there was that there was always a way out of the traps because it seemed like in every one of theirs somebody had to die yeah so um yeah i don't know i think that's, that's i think 3D. that's all i have to say like, about saw yeah, 3d it, though it's it's you need to watch you it need if you're to, a fan of the series right. you need to watch it to give it a cap just don't expect what you might have loved about the first six yeah that's kind of the best advice i can give on yeah, it. yeah. absolutely so all right, so moving on to Jigsaw, which just came out what last week? Uh, yeah, week and a half ago at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, when people are hearing this, two weeks. Right. Sure. Um, yeah. Uh, so Jigsaw, I saw it. James saw it. Jen saw it. And through the power of engineering <laughs> magic, Jen is now on a microphone. Yes, hi, Jen. I am. Hi. Hi, hi Jen. <laughs> we we uh, we kicked John out of the hot seat. Jen is now in. Go Jen, wait, go Jen, wait, John. John. Who can who can tell the hey, difference? Yeah, three I like... letter names that start with J and just another ball or uh, yeah, ball. J O N, the worst of all the Johns. <laughs> Dumbest of all Johns. <laughs> all right, so um, so Jigsaw. Um, Jigsaw, 2017. I didn't uh, I didn't give a synopsis for the last movie, so I'll do it for this one. Okay. Bodies are turning up around the city, each having met a uniquely gruesome demise. As the investigation proceeds, evidence points to one suspect. John Kramer, mm. the man known as Jigsaw, who has been dead for 10 years. Damn. Damn. So, um, okay, so this movie was directed by the Spirit Brothers, uh, Michael and Peter. They were behind um, one of my, I'm not going to say favorite, but one of uh, a really good vampire movie that we actually saw uh, called Daybreakers. Oh, with, that, uh, yeah. Ethan Hawke and uh, Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe, yeah. Yeah, it was, a, it was a really good movie. I liked it, yeah. I don't think a lot of people have ever like really talked about it, but like I liked it a lot. Um, so these are the guys, the duo behind that movie. Um Going into Jigsaw, I didn't exactly know what to expect. I didn't know what they were going to do with it. I didn't know how they were going to tie things together because clearly it's a Saw movie, right? You expect the tentacles from this movie are going to reach back into the old series somehow and and intertwine and play and this and that. Yeah. And um, I think what we got was was an admirable, uh, very acceptable, good Saw movie. Um, I don't I, know that I would put it up in my favorites. Like, I, I don't think that it surpassed any of my favorites from the original series. Not, not favorites. Uh, f- no, yeah, definitely didn't surpass any of my favorites from the original serviceable. series. That was the, that was the word I was looking for. I, I would, I would put it in a category above serviceable. Okay. Like, I actually, I liked it way more than Saw 3D. Well, I like taking a dump more than I like Saw 3D. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> but uh who doesn't enjoy a good dump though? yeah Come on, listen, that's... No. yeah here here um <laughs> but uh no i i i don't know man like i we we sat there after the movie we which we always do we're always the last people in the theater because we sit there discussing sure and 
we probably are obnoxious because people just want to come and sweep up the popcorn. I did notice that there was a person waiting down at the end. They, like, they see us, like <laughs> they, they walk in, they look, and like Ugh, they walk out. <laughs> we're those. We are those people. We knew that. Yeah. Uh, oh, actually, I shouldn't say that. Never mind. Um, <laughs> I was going to say something, but I'm not going to now. But yeah, we sat there. We we sat there discussing it. We discussed it all on the the car ride home, and I think we all came away from it really enjoying it. We did. I I didn't think like we're not going to give any spoilers or anything like that. So we're, we're going to try to tiptoe around some things. Um, like I had said, you kind of expect these movies to draw back to the original, and in in every single Saw movie, even Saw 3D to a certain extent, you know, there's moments where you're just like, oh. That was that? Like, oh my god, you gotta be kidding me. Like, how the how the fuck did they write six without knowing what was gonna happen in two? Like, you had those really awesome, like, come to Jesus moments in the series. Mm-hmm. And my if there was one letdown that I had about Jigsaw, it's that it didn't it, it had that, but it wasn't anywhere near the extent of any of the other movies. Like, it really <laughs> played it safe. It really like instead of instead of like driving through the heart of the series and trying to do that, it kind of just like gave it a hug, if you will. Like, well, I, I don't know how else to describe it. Like, I well, don't know. The way that, I mean, you know, we can't give much away. The way that it does it, 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 it gives you, it gives you a new story. But sure. S- surrounding the events of the past uh, decade and, and, and past that. Cause yeah. I mean, at this point, the Saw series is almost, what is it? Eight, 18 years old. Is that right? Something like that. I don't know the math. I don't, when they, when they start, two thousand three. Two thousand four. Four. Yeah, four. So it's oh, sorry, thirteen. Thirteen yeah. years old. But yeah, so uh, so like I said, it it kind of takes into account the things that have happened over the past decade, and 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 then gives you new stuff to work with. You know. Yeah, you know, and it does. And and like I said, I'm not I'm not saying that it was bad in how it did it or anything like that. I just I wanted more though. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I just I was fully expecting. To have like a revelation from like the first movie, like some little thing that like you just never realized what was it. Like I, I, I really wanted them to really pull deep and blow my fucking mind. Well, and and it just it didn't really get to that point for me. Here's the thing, though. There is there are certain things that happen in the movie. Wouldn't you say that they in the moment they did that to you? But then because you came out of it thinking about the movie as a whole but while you're sitting there in the moment there are certain things that happen that there was one point in the movie where because I was sitting two seats away from you and there was one moment in the movie where I leaned forward and looked at you because because there was something that you and I had discussed yeah. well, I, I looked at you and we both looked at each other and we go uh-huh. but then we were both fucking wrong about it right uh, uh, yeah we were both well we were both Kind of right, kind of wrong. Yeah, yeah. Um, which obviously we're not going to give that information away. But uh, what were you saying? You both leaned out of your seats <laughs> oh, and yeah. stared at each other. It was huh? quite, it was quite huh? something to behold. We had a we had a moment, all right. We had yeah. a moment. You did. You did. Um, just one of many. Just, just young <laughs> young lovers in a, in a dark theater. You know. Happens. Well, um, I thought this movie. I thought this movie was really well acted. Yeah, you know, like, it was, I know. It was actually really good. I didn't have an issue really with. With anyone. So this, there, there so this movie a... starred um, Matt P- uh, Passmore, who played Logan, who was the main um, main guy. Uh, and, and it's funny, when I was watching this movie, he uh, starred in a TV series called The Glades, which I'm pretty sure nobody's ever watched. Oh, the, except I've for heard me. of it. I don't think it was on, watched it. It was on some cable channel or whatever. Yeah. I think it was on TNT or something. I don't know. It was, it was USA, maybe. I don't, it doesn't matter. It's not, it's not even a correction. <laughs> I'm going to be worth correctioning. 
Correctioning. <laughs> Correctioning. There's a new word for you. <laughs> Correct that. Um, I can't. He's one of those dudes, though, because I watched him in that show. I he he doesn't. He's one of those guys. One of those. He's not like a character actor. He kind of does the same thing every time he acts. Mm-hmm. I could not not see his character from the Glades. Well, if in you, this movie, if, if and you were, it sort of took me out of it. If you were to ask Jen and my wife Erin, yes. he's not a character actor. He just acts for what he is and sure. for what his face is because I, I think that both of you had the same opinion of him. Yes, he is not bad to Attractive look at. Attractive at all. No, <laughs> the exact opposite of that. He is, I would watch this movie all day long and stare at his pretty face. <laughs> Um, anyway, though, a, he was very good, though. He he was actually really good. What he, about uh, uh, what about the guy who played Detective Halloran? It's kind of a silver fox, right? Yeah. <laughs> Which, by the way, did anybody else pick up on that? No. The guy's name is Detective Halloran, and I I I think like I think the first time I have to look into this. I didn't look into it, but I think the very first time that they say his name in in the movie, somebody says, "Call Dick Halloran," and Dick Halloran is, um. The chef from The Shining. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Like, I never, uh, I, I never picked it up. I don't, I don't know if, that, like, I don't know if it was just written that way, just kind of as a, as a homage to, to Dick Halloran. I don't know. I just, I do I love kept... a good homage to a good dick. Good dick. <laughs> I was waiting for that. I, knew it. Um, I will say this though, uh, Detective Halloran though, uh, his. Where in Saw 3D we kind of got the, the 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 shitty detective. Yeah, he was really good. He was awesome. So good, like he embodied that 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 cop detective character that we kind of come very accustomed to in the Saw movies. Yeah, he did it perfectly in this movie. But even better because he drove an awesome classic car and yeah, which which <laughs> I there's can't a scene in the was, movie. A there's a scene in the movie where he's trying to like tail somebody. And I'm sorry, you. It's impossible no. <laughs> to tail somebody when you're driving a bright red. <laughs> Like Charger or whatever the fuck it was. I, like you, you I can't do that. I think it was a Mustang. Is that what it was? Yeah. You can't do that. I'm sorry. No, Everybody I, sees you coming, loud. and they hear you coming because those cars, they 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 chug gas like. That's that's exactly what yeah. I was thinking in the, in that scene. I was like, nope, you can't you can't <laughs> nope. you can't be inconspicuous sitting on the side of a road, not not in the city or any like in a suburb, on the side of a road. In a bright red Mustang, yep. there's just no way. Uh, so in our um, in our our victim pool, if you will, mm-hmm. you know, the, every, every Saw movie has a, a cast of victims. Sure. Um, I'm not gonna go through all of them, but the two standouts to me were Laura Vandervoort. She was pretty fantastic. I actually didn't like. I didn't even recognize her until like halfway yeah, through the played, movie. She uh, played Supergirl or Kara in Smallville. Yeah, we, we were big Smallville fans uh, back in the day. She looked a lot different. She, she was I, maybe because she was brunette. And... Yeah, she's she's changed a lot since since those days. Uh, she's well, I think she was. I think she was a little more muscular too back when she was playing uh, Supergirl. What? The way that you went to describe that, you put your hands up to your pecs, and I thought, I thought no, you were I was, going I was doing, I was doing like she a, was a, she was a lot more uh, I'm a, musty. I'm maybe. kind of a, I'm, I'm, you guys can't see this, but uh, I'm, I'm very animated in this studio. I can't really talk without waving my arms all over the place. But uh, no, that was yeah. supposed to be like a, like a Hulk yeah, sort a of strong man, <laughs> like flexing my muscles. Um, she was really good though. She was really, good, really yeah. good. Um, I, I appreciated her in the, in the, I would say the lead of that. Uh, that ensemble. Maybe. So I'm I'm assuming I'm assuming that the other person who stood out to you was uh, Paul yeah. Bronstein. I love Paul Bronstein. He's been he's a character actor. He's been in a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um. He played the the asshole better than like my own asshole. Like like, <laughs> like, like 
<laughs> like he was, he was so good. He was actually in the the thing prequel that I talked about oh, last he? week. Yeah. Okay. Um. No. Yeah. He was. Two he weeks was ago. Two, uh, two weeks three ago. Jeez. I'm. What? No. What? Yeah, three I, weeks no, ago. I think, but I think I just talked about it last week, watching it last you week. You did. Right? Yeah. No, you did. Corrections. Corrections. <laughs> <laughs> Instant corrections. Uh, no, he was he was in that movie, and um, uh, no, I I liked his character a lot. Mm-hmm. He was, I like like you said already. This whole just the the whole ensemble, the acting was like so far above what we got in Saw yeah. 3D. Like, was it was it on par with a movie like Shutter Island, for example? No. I haven't seen Shutter Island okay, in fine. a long time. Okay, fine. The Departed. What, why did you do I'm, two I'm Leonardo, just, Leonardo DiCaprio movies? <laughs> because he's synonymous with Oscar-worthy movies. That's why. My point is this. They're not like... They're not, like, you like picked, these movies you are... picked movies that are synonymous with the one guy who's been, who's been <laughs> nominated for like 30 of them and has only won one. Fair enough. Okay, fine. How you could have said Meryl oh, Streep. He was not. This is not the Shawshank Redemption. Is that better? Sure. Oh. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I think we get your point. Yes. My I... <laughs> point is, these movies are never. These movies are not Oscar-nominated movies, right? Mm-hmm. So the acting, they are what they are. And for the series, and for you know whatever, uh, they're they're very they're very good. They're yeah. actually this one might actually be better than half of the original movies. Yeah. As far as the acting caliber goes. Well, as soon as you take Betsy Ru- Russell out of the equation, well, you're doing better. Well, and and Sean Patrick. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I I I really dug this movie. I did. There's uh, there's some really cool traps. Uh, one in particular that you see a little bit in the trailer. Um, I don't want to give too too much away about it, but picture a cement mixer on end yep. with razor blades coiled down the middle. Right. Oh my God! Like, That's just I remember, leave, leave it right there. I'm going to. I remember when I was watching this, though, I go. Oh, I know where this is going. I know, <laughs> and then and then like when I don't want to give too much away, but when you see the aftermath of it, like you're just like, oh god, it's everything I thought that it was. That was probably too much. <laughs> I don't care. It's brutal and it's awesome. And All right, that's whatever. the biggest spoiler we're gonna give away. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I, I, I actually, I, I like the traps in this movie too. There, there were some where like I took a little bit of issue, mm-hmm. especially being from Bad Axe. I have certain information regarding uh, grain silos that. <laughs> <laughs> that that I I know certain things where sure. I walked out of it and I was like, well, that can't happen because uh, of... that that the grain silo part is actually in the trailer. So if you've seen the trailer, you know what we're talking about. Right, but, it's Laura uh, Vandervoort and another character in a. Uh, yeah. That's uh, the the other character is Mandela Van Peebles, which I'm assuming that's Mario Van Peebles' son, right? Who's Mario Van Peebles? Uh, an actor. Oh, thank you. Yes. <laughs> uh, is he is he Super Mario? No. No. Oh, it's the only Mario that I know. Ooh, I Mario actually... Lopez. I know Mario Lopez as well. <laughs> Um, I should probably look that up. Just, just saying. Sure I'm, that I'm, I... I'm just saying. I know. I know him. So um, regardless of which, yeah, that that scene uh, played out really well. Though, like, uh, yeah, it was it was just good. I, I will say this though, the Saw series has always had a problem with um, trajectory he, of he weapons. He is the son of Mario Van Peebles, by okay. the way. Just okay. to avoid corrections. The Saw series has always had an issue with um, certain objects and their trajectory going into people and like the the weight of an object hitting somebody is way different than it would be in real life i don't want to give too much away i'm not sure i know what you're talking about uh in the silo and this is in the trailer so i can i can talk about it no don't i already know i'm just gonna say things fall and they're not heavy enough to cause the damage that they cause well we, (laughs) we discussed this on the way home and i actually disagree with you i don't think so 
I don't think so. I, I, think, dis- I think you're wrong. I we disagree with you, but it. we're getting a little too... Yeah, I did offer Jen, to test this out on you. <laughs> what do you think, Jen? Let's be the, yeah, why don't you, be the, why don't you break here. the tie here? I think that it is probably possible for them to fall that way. There you go. Fuck you both. No, fuck you. Fuck you. I said possible. <laughs> I didn't you. say without a doubt. I mean, if like we said, if you want to like right. lay down, we'll test well, it out. Well, Jen just <laughs> offered to be the guinea pig then, so no, we're going to start dropping stuff. No, this is your deal. You lay on the ground. We're going to stand on the top of your house and drop things. things. And see how it goes. That's just the way Let's it's going. It. Let's do it. Um, um, uh, so, there, so at the end of this movie, um, as you can possibly imagine, it's a Saw movie, right? Every You don't go into these movies not expecting a twist. Did you see this twist coming without giving anything away? Did you see it coming? You and I had discussed certain aspects of it pretty extensively. Mm-hmm. And I was still shocked and delighted mm-hmm. with what what we got and um but the the ultimate twist i i actually did i i found i found it a little predictable there was actually a point in the movie where i i leaned over to aaron and i said something to her and then it it, it regarding uh the connection regarding the connection yeah. and and i ended up being right about it okay that being said, it didn't ruin it for me. Like I was still, I was still it, pretty um, excited about the whole thing. Yeah, I'm, I'm less enthused about it than I think that you were. Um, <clears throat> it didn't ruin it for me. I just, I thought that it was um, a little bit lazy on it. Quite frankly, I thought that um, I, I really wanted this. Being that this was the first movie in, in what, how many years? Ten years. Ten years. For uh, the first movie. Ten. Ten? For the first, yeah, yeah, twenty. Oh no, no, twenty ten was the last one. So in oh, sorry, seven yes, years, seven, seven years. years seven sorry, years, yeah. um, I had the ten in there somewhere. Um, for the first one in seven years, though, they've had seven years to look at this old franchise, and had and they had seven years to bring on a writing team that could like really, really just mind fuck the hell out of an audience with a new song movie. I just did not think that it did what I personally wanted it to do. I thought that um, that the tie-in was, like I said, instead of stabbing through the heart of the series, they just kind of wrapped their arms around it and gave it a big hug, and and that's fine. It's not there's nothing wrong with that. It just I expect more from a series that has given me some of the biggest twists of do you have, movies. Do you have an idea of? I, I want to discuss this off the air with you, but I don't want to ask you right now. Do you have an idea of what have, what you would have liked to have seen? Um, well, I do. I'm not going to talk about yeah, it. Yeah, don't talk it would, about it. It would give a big... I'm, I'm just curious. Yes. It would give a big spoiler away, okay. which, which I don't want to talk about. Right. But um, there was one thing that I was hoping to see. Okay. That I was really hoping to see that I thought that I kind of pieced together in my own head that didn't end up happening. Mm-hmm. Um, which, you know, they, they, which they could have done because they alluded to certain things in the original series. Mm-hmm. And I was really hoping they were going to bring that back into play, and right. they didn't. At least not yet. This could be the start of, but, yeah, of a whole new yeah, series. Wait, where I, they, know, they, I do they know what you're talking about now, and I think that there's, this isn't the, the last Jigsaw right, movie right. we were going to see. And so, so I will always leave my heart open to new to new Jigsaws. Right. Um, that being said, though, like I said, I, I was really hoping for something to just flabbergast the fuck out of me, and it just didn't happen. But I think that if you look at this movie in a different way, and hopefully this isn't going to give anything away but if you look at it as a way of laying the groundwork for something in the future yeah and not as trying to pull from the past yeah you have to look at like it's not the last installment of no, the last I, seven movies. and i and i agree i just i'm looking forward to seeing how they're going to pull that off yeah. um but that's that's but, exa- so they did exactly what they should have done they left mm-hmm. you wanting more 
which is probably yeah, what they set no, out to do. That's fair. I, they could have done it better, though. They could have wanted. They could have left me wanting even more. Well, why don't you write the damn <laughs> movies then, Michael? Because because what we discussed earlier, he's illiterate. <laughs> <laughs> damn it! <laughs> I think uh, I, I, I think without starting to give stuff away, that's probably pretty much all we can say about the movie. The tone, really, the tone though, I think was nailed. I think that the um. I wish it was more gritty. I will say that. I it wish was, they would have dialed down it the was colors pretty, a little bit. It was pretty polished. Make it a little more bleak. The Saw movies are pretty bleak. Yes. Like let's I, let's. Yeah, I do let's agree get back with that. To, let's get back to that. Um, but like I said, uh, tonally, it still worked even with those gripes. Uh, acting was good. Uh, the writing, like I said, serviceable. Plus, Charlie Clouser came back for the 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 uh, to score it again. Yep. So obviously that was that was great. It so kept up with the rest all in of the all, series. All in all, it's a it's a solid entry into the series. What would you give it out of a 10? Out of 10? Yeah. Um, a 6, which I think is, is serviceable. I mean, you think 5 is mid-grade, which is how I rate things. I know yeah, a lot of people aren't he, like that. He and I always, he and I always like, to me, argue when you're this. rating, when you're rating 1 to 10, 10's an A, 1 is an F. Like, when I go so, on IMDb and I see a 6, I think, oh, people don't like that movie. A 6 right. to me, okay, you know what? I'll, I'll even go a 7. A 7, I'll go 7, because like B- type area. Okay. Still a good grade, not perfect, still a, a good passing grade. I'm gonna go. So. I'm gonna go like a seven point five. I'd go an eight. Oh. I really enjoyed well, it. Well, yeah, you licked his face though. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. You're not invited back here anymore, John. Unless you right. agree with us, you have to be within. You have to be within a half a point of I, both of us. Oh, well, isn't it within a half a point of one? Doesn't that count? Both of us. Something. Um. All right. So that was uh, that was Jigsaw. That was Jigsaw. And to wrap this thing up, uh, I decided that I want to play a game, Jigsaw style. Oh, okay. Okay, so here we go. I'm scared. So I'm going to pass out some props. Oh, God. Each one of you guys has... <laughs> each one, these These represent... All right, if, if no, since people can't see this, uh, James has cut out little hands that look like McDonald's fries um, out of some, uh, some yellow... Uh, Felt. Felt. And yeah. shoes. We have shoes. So, oh, there's shoes, too. Yes, there are also shoes. Oh, each geez. one of the... You each have two hands. You each have two feet. These represent these represent explosives. I have two left okay. hands. These oh, <laughs> just flip one over. Oh, okay. These represent explosives that are shackled to your hands and your feet. Why why am I wearing clown shoes? That's just I just I'm just confused. that's just my skills with felt. Steve, I'm playing this for you. And then you're you're, each, uh, you're you're in this with me. And then you each have one <laughs> ar- head? around your neck. Oh, okay, Lynn Denlin style. This is okay. Trandles. <laughs> uh, you guys can't see it. John's, significantly bigger. John's is about four inches bigger than everybody else's. Yeah, for for those of you who don't know, I you've got a giant dome. The hardest time finding a hat that will fit me, which my head is currently resting over James's hat. Yes. Is this? Are these penis jokes? Is this? These are, these are, these are not penis jokes. Okay. And for the rest of this, I'd like to invite my friend Jim Saw. Hello. I want to play a game. Before me I see four lost souls who have forgotten what it is to truly cherish their lives. You will notice that five crude devices shackle to your hands, your feet, and around your neck. What follows are a series of questions. Answer the questions correctly and the shackles will be released. Answer incorrectly and they will be permanently locked. At the end of the game the devices will detonate. And whoever has the fewest number of lock devices will be free to go. Sounds kinky. Ooh. Lock my device, sailor. <laughs> Hello, J-Raj. Uh, 
Yes? Your life as a vegan is a contentious one. Ever since your last bite of delicious meat 12 years ago, you have spent your life loitering outside of Burlington Coat Factory and Wilson Leather with buckets of red paint, ready to douse unsuspecting shoppers in a twisted attempt to teach them a lesson about the value of life. Well, now it's time for you to learn the lesson. To save your left hand, you must tell me in five seconds what was the... What Saw movie was in theaters the year that you went vegan? Uh... One. <laughs> that is incorrect. I five seconds. <laughs> the snare hand. It didn't explode yet. <laughs> when it, when it's, it hurts. It's just it's locked, my, you son of a bitch. My arthritis. That's a snare hand. Hello, John. Hi. For years, you have allowed yourself to become lost in imaginary worlds, spending countless hours watching movies and TV shows, making it a point to memorize every last line. It is not uncommon for you to fly off into tangents that consist of nothing but Stewie Griffin or Death Clock quotes, <laughs> or your most recent obsession, Rick and Morty. Well, today, your obsession with these shows may be the very thing that saves you. In what episode of Rick and Morty does Rick set up a scenario that is not unlike the plot of a Saw movie? That is season three of the Vindicators episode. That is correct. <laughs> Jesus. Wow. You may take the shackle off your left hand. Thank God I use that for it. <clears throat> Never mind. <laughs> Hello, Jen. You wander from city to city chasing something that will forever be beyond your reach. This infatuation with new kids on the block <laughs> has caused the people in your life to lose all respect for you. <laughs> when the time comes for another one of your road trips, your friends and family all beg, please don't go, girl. But it is all for naught, and frankly they are growing Joey Mackin tired of it. As you well know, Donnie Wahlberg, one of your precious new kids, was also very precious to me. He was one of my most important subjects. Are you truly a super fan? Let's see if you have the right stuff. Name two other movies or TV shows where Donnie plays a detective. Blue Bloods and... Hurry it up, Jen. <laughs> You're gonna lose that whacking hand. <laughs> Shit. There's another movie, a horror movie, but I can't think of the name of it. Your that. time is up. <laughs> the shackle on your left hand is permanently locked. Hello, Mike. Your sins of the flesh have become an increasing source of dis discomfort for those around you. Dick's comfort. The obsessive masturbatory antics that you display in public places have reduced you to little more than a walking hard-on. It's true. To unlock your left shackle, tell me the name of the character who shares your affliction. Who is the streetwalker that I turned away outside of Jill's clinic? Um... Kelly? Your shackle is permanently locked. Yes, I love BDSM. <laughs> <laughs> Round two. 
In this round, I will be asking each of you one simple trivia question at a time. You will have three seconds to answer. Michael, what is my personal favorite trap? It's a reverse bear trap. That is incorrect. My personal favorite trap is the rack. J-Raj. Yes. Amanda Young had to cut the key to her trap out of another person. What was painted on that person's stomach? Uh, question mark. That is correct. Yes. John. See. While Dr. Gordon was playing his game, who did I send to keep an eye on his wife and daughter? That is super incorrect. <laughs> I sent Zep. Oh, the photographer, dude. Jen. What is my son's name? Gideon. That is correct. Round two. Michael. I require that each of my subjects gives a sacrifice to save their life. Isn't this round three? This is round two of these questions, you asshole. <laughs> I require that each of my subjects gives a sacrifice to save their life. What did I demand of Seth when I put him in the pendulum trap? Uh, that he crushes his hands? That is incorrect. That was a trick question. <laughs> Detective Hoffman put Seth in that trap. Fuck you! Fuck you! <laughs> J-Raj! Yes? What is the body count of Saw 2? Seven. That is incorrect. Five. Nine. <laughs> you guys need to give me more credit. <laughs> John. Yeah. Speaking of Saw 2, what legendary punk rock singer was originally cast in the role of Xavier? Billy Joel from Green Day. That is incorrect. Henry Rollins. Oh. I have a feeling Mike knew that one. <laughs> Jen. I, I did. Jen. Yeah. In Saw 5, it is revealed that Charles is a journalist. What publication does he write for? Harold? That is correct. Mike. In an egregious act of defiance, Amanda kills Len Dinlan at the end of Saw 3. Spell the word egregious. <laughs> Um, A-G. That is incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> it is, of course, E-G-R-E-G-I-O-U-S. J-Raj. Uh, yes? It's awesome being me. Every moment of my life is supported by a dark, moody score composed by Charlie Clauser. Name the popular industrial rock band that Charlie is a member of. Nine Inch Nails. That is correct. John, one half of the writing duo who created Saw, also appears in front of the camera. What role does he play? Cap. <laughs> I have no idea. That is incorrect, John. It's Adam. Jen. The doll used in most of my videos was made as a gift for my son, the beloved Gideon. Besides me, who is the first person to see it? Your wife? 
is correct. Last round. Michael. Yeah, what up, dog? Clocking in, dog. At eight minutes, what trap took the longest in franchise history to complete? Mm, at eight and a half minutes, the steam trap. That is incorrect. Yep. It was the carousel from Saw 6. Ah, oh, fucking trap. <laughs> J-Raj. C. The promotional posters for Saw 3 were made with ink and what other medium? Blood. Whose blood? Uh... 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 <laughs> uh brain farting. J-Rod, you can take your shackle off, but you must set it by your dick. <laughs> John. If I answer that, can I take one of my shackles off? Say what? <laughs> if I answer that, can I, uh... Can I take one of my shackles off? No, but you may do it for the hell of it. Uh, Tobin Bell. <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> John. Final question. The needle trap in Saw 2. How many needles were in the bottom of the pit? Oh god, the thousands. That is half correct. <laughs> well, I'm dead. Just take a stab at it, John. 2,000. That's, whoa, that's really an undershot. <laughs> 120,000. Hey, 122,000. Jen, yeah. the final question. How many prosthetic pigs were used for the pig splatter trap in Saw 3? Four? That is correct, Jen. You've amazed me. <laughs> <laughs> Just that good. Guys, I have to admit I didn't write the end of this bit. So why don't we just tally up who's still living? I'm down to just my head, so I'm down. But it's a huge head, so <laughs> that well, counts for something. It does hold most of the blood in my body. What are you at, Jen? I only lost a hand. Nice job. What are you at, Mike? Oh, I'm dead as shit. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> the stuff. Cherish your life, bitch. <laughs> J. Raj, what are you at? A little bit here and there. What are you at, J-Raj? I can't uh, see uh, you. I, I got a hand gone. But you only have one hand maybe, gone? Maybe two hands gone. So, uh, Jen is our winner. <laughs> Congratulations, Jen. You are free to go. Everyone else is gonna explode, I guess. Bye, guys. <laughs> uh, well, thank you to my friend Jim Saw for coming in today. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Jim He's a Saw. He's a brilliant man, but a little... Uh, underprepared <laughs> um yeah anyway thanks for listening to that that was probably a little bit of a shit show but that's uh that's how we're gonna end this episode i suppose <laughs> uh if you want to find us on social media you can find us on soundcloud instagram facebook and horror amino at the buzzkill podcast you can also find us on twitter at the buzzkill pc and leave us a rating comment yada 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 on itunes we appreciate it and the tunes I. <laughs> if you want to find J Raj <laughs> on all social media at Ocean Recording and also www.oceanrecordingstudio.com. That's right. And if you, one more time, if you want to jump on and buy tickets to our screening that we're going to do for Behind the Mask, uh, it's gather, G A T H R dot U S slash screening slash 21887. 
and that'll also be on our social media. So uh, just keep an eye out for that. Yep, and uh, that's it. All right, cool. Well then, cheers. Saw series is over. Yeah, congratulations. What else are we gonna do now? I don't know. <laughs> that's, that's it. That's our last episode. Cheers, boys. Cheers, boys. You can't fucking do this to me. Fuck you. No. Game over. No.